0: Welcome back to the Six Pennies Podcast. Today it's myself, Albie, and we have Jonathan Mock on the line. You just played 18 holes of golf. How are you feeling?
1: Oh, I am tired, but <laughs> ready to put our work in right here on this podcast.
0: The weather down there in Houston is probably, what, 95 degrees and 95% <laughs> humidity?
1: It was really nice this morning when we started. We started early, like at 8. Uh, but by the time it got to like ten forty five, ten fifty, it was it was pretty brutal.
0: And you were just trying to find shade every time you were waiting for your shot, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, don't worry, I'm definitely darker than you again. I think
0: darker. No way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty. I don't bad. Know, do
1: you still keep up with it?
0: Of course I do.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first time out in the sun for for a while for an extended period of time.
0: Yeah. Alright, before we dive in, we're going to talk about all the different uh, things in the sports world today. Uh, We're not going to talk about the NBA or the NFL. There's just too much going on in those two. So we'll have dedicated, um, you know, podcast episodes for those two. But before we get started, just want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Farmers Insurance and Derek Shaw. Um, Don't be caught unprepared the next time there's a flood or hurricane or if you're in a car accident. Get a home, life, and auto insurance quote today. It is free. Uh, text them at 214-729-6462. Again, that's 214-729-6462. Or check them out on Facebook at Derek Shaw Insurance. D-E-R-E-K-S-H-A-W Insurance. All right, let's get started, Muck. Um, So yesterday, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Yesterday on Tuesday, I believe it was both the Warriors and the Capitals, um, you know, like celebration parade. Did you see any photos or clips of, the, of them?
1: No, I did not. Um, I've been keeping away from as much envy as possible since, since the heartbreak, but we can get into that next week with Timmy once he gets back in, in here. You, uh,
0: you have ghosted sports right now, haven't you?
1: Just, just basketball. Okay, just basketball. Imagine. I'm, I'm out for a while. But uh, the Caps, I, I was pretty devastated. Like my team that I support, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they were up three-two on the Caps in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they ended up losing, getting shut out the last two games. And, but I am happy to see Ovechkin and how happy he is. Yeah. He's, he's out there living his best life right now, and that's great.
0: He is for sure living his best life. I'm sure he is drinking 22 of the 24 hours of the day. Um, (laughs) The parade yesterday was awesome. If you get a chance, you should should take a look at some of the photos or the videos. But basically, they're doing the parade in the National Mall. So, like, the Capitol, the Washington Monument, all that kind of stuff is in the background. But then you see the Sea of Red, the Capitol's red, and it was just... It's just a really amazing sight to see. I mean, in our lifetime, right, we don't really see the Wizards or the Redskins (laughs) or the Nats win, so we don't really get to see this. But to see, like, Abraham Lincoln in the background, it's really cool. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Probably a ton more people than... Were there for like trump's inauguration right
0: i didn't want to say it yeah but it did look like <laughs> it it did look like it um
1: I'm, I'm gonna say this i i don't know where you stand on this but i used to be on the other side of the fence in terms of like acting like you've been there before you know after you won it mm-hmm. um like stuff like storming the field especially when you're like favored uh that used to really bother me but i think i'm completely on the other on the, like i've completely put the script on that now like i feel like people don't celebrate enough and so when I see this all out celebration from the Capitals ever since they won the Cup, like, you know, swimming in the fountain uh, at a Nats game and, and really drinking, like you said, 24 7. I don't know how they're all still standing and alive right now, uh, but I love it.
0: I agree with you, man. I think um, just let people live their best lives, let them be happy, celebrate as much as they can, and Oveshkin and, and team. They're definitely doing their thing. I don't know if you saw a clip of um, TJ Oshi right after they had won, and he spoke about his father. Did oh, you? With his
1: dad. Yeah. That yeah. was
0: like, see, stuff like that really, really gets to me. And I, you just hear these amazing stories, and so I'm, I'm really happy, happy for the Caps. It's their first ever uh, title. Um, it yeah. really reminds me of 2011 in Dallas when Dirk finally won. After all those years of heartbreak, I think Oveshkin is a better hockey player than Dirk is a basketball player. But with that being said, is a huge monkey off Alex Oveshkin's shoulders. Oh, yeah.
1: And uh, I think he's celebrating like it. I think he just feels relief right now. Yep. A lot, maybe more relief than joy. Uh, there's definitely a lot of joy in there as well.
0: Yeah, like uh, he was singing, you know, obviously he was singing We Are the Champions and stuff like that. But he had, <laughs> he had no voice. Like, it was crackling like a 12-year-old schoolgirl. It was so bad. But everyone was just like, you, when you watch the clip of it, you just see the fans just look at each other because they're just like, oh, my gosh, is this really happening? Um, I mean, it's
1: been two weeks. Uh, what, what is the world record for, like, consecutive days being drunk? I, he's got to be nearing it.
0: I mean he's Russian so he it's going to take <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah, it's going to take a lot of alcohol and vodka to get him drunk. Yeah. Um, but I think he's spent 3 nights in a row now with the Stanley Cup. Like he kicked his <laughs> wife out of his bed and it's only been the Stanley Cup with him in bed the last couple nights. So props to them, props to the Capitals, all caps. I know a lot of the um, sports writers and commentators that I follow on Twitter. They're, they're all from the D.C. area, so they're very happy, so I'm happy for them. Yeah. Um, next topic, we're jumping to soccer. Today, Thursday, so we're recording this on a Wednesday, but we're publishing it on Thursday. The first game is today. It is the host nation, Russia versus Saudi Arabia. Um, do you have any skin in the game, Mok, when it comes to soccer in the World Cup?
1: No. I uh... I might try to get into it to maybe look at some futures and stuff like that in terms of maybe a little betting action to try to get myself interested. It just it's just hard with that US being in it.
0: Yeah, no US really really sucks. Um, I mean, we can talk about how we're getting the world, we're hosting the World Cup in twenty twenty six, which is good news. Hopefully, so we're
1: automatically, or no?
0: I think. Are we, we automatically in? Yeah, but. <laughs> I think the uh, opening rounds, like group play, is actually going to be in Canada and Mexico. And okay. the either the round of 16 or the quarters are not going to be... It Then it's going to be in the U.S. at that point. So I don't even know if the U.S. will even play on American soil. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so
1: it's not like the Olympics. It's not like an automatic bid that if you're hosting it, then you to be in it
0: i don't know to be honest i would have to confirm that with you i'm trying to think of any examples where the host nation didn't play but i think you're right it might be automatic hopefully yeah hopefully anyways back to this year and the world cup it is the largest you know sporting event in the world i think like three to four billion people tune in and watch it whether it's on the radio or on tv um the front runners, I think the, the main guys are obviously Germany. Um France is up there, Belgium I believe is a plus one thousand, and then you have, you know, Argentina, uh Spain, teams like that. So it's it's really the same teams, but just just so you're aware, the US is actually not the only team that missed it. Um there's two other powerhouses that didn't even qualify this year. Italy, which is super surprising. Oh, wow. And the Netherlands. I think the Netherlands just Dang. made... Yeah, they just made the final in 2014. What happened the, that, so. That's
1: my team on winning 11 back in the day.
0: Oh, man, yeah. Um, I don't know what happened. I, I just think like a lot of these smaller European countries were able to qualify and it knocked off Italy and, and the Dutch.
1: I mean, I'm, that's good. I, I think... If, any, if I'm going to be caught up in this, I think it's going to take like an underdog story to kind of get me intrigued, pique my interest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the best fans out there, I don't know if you've seen videos of them, but Iceland is really yeah. cool to follow. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. So yeah, if you want to follow a team, that would be good. They might lose in the opening group play, though. <laughs> uh, as Who, long-
1: who's in the group of death right now? Sp- I have no idea.
0: It's Spain and Portugal, that group. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they play on Friday. Um Spain is favored, um but I, I for me, I think I'm I'm going with a the draw there. And I'm sure you hate draws, right? That's why you don't like soccer.
1: That's one of the reasons, yeah. <laughs>
0: are
1: are you personally rooting I mean, what are your feelings about Portugal in general? I'm just naturally inclined to root against them.
0: Against them, jeez. Um So I'm I'm a big Ronaldo and Messi fan. So they haven't really done much on the international stage. Well, Messi has done less right. than Ronaldo. Ronaldo's team, Portugal, won the Euros last year. Um yeah. with a caveat, he was he didn't even play in the finals cuz he got hurt, but they mm-hmm. won and um, that to me gives CR7 the leg up on Lionel Messi. So uh. I just want to see either of those teams or both of those teams get to at least the quarters sh- just so we can see like the two best players in the world play on yeah. the world's biggest stage.
1: Part of the World Cup is a little odd to me. It always has been just because like so those two guys, Messi and Ronaldo, right? Mm-hmm. It's weird to me that their like club teams are better than their country's teams. That is just bizarre to me. Like you would never think that like, you know, even the Warriors that they they'd be better than like a Team USA, you know what I'm saying?
0: But that's it's that's just... that's where it's hard because USA is basketball. It's hard. It's hard to yeah to come up with an example like that. I think with soccer, the talent is just so spread around the country or the world. Yeah. I mean that countries is it's just really maybe hard. maybe baseball.
1: What about baseball? You think like any individual Major League Baseball team is collectively better than like Team USA for baseball? Better maybe than... though. Maybe.
0: Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean Since if you have so a, many
1: international players.
0: Yeah, if you have the Latin angle, like if you have the Strows playing at the twenty seventeen level, it wouldn't be unheard of if they beat Team USA, right?
1: Yeah. No, that's fair.
0: Yeah. Alright. So that is hockey. Or I mean that's soccer. I'm I'm personally pulling for um uh, my friend Thomas. So Thomas has England going to the semis and France winning it all. So I want them mm. to win. And so I'm Power pulling houses. for those two. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of baseball, um, it is June 13th. I think the Astros are either one or two games out of first place. Or are they in first place right now?
1: Uh, they're a half game back.
0: Okay. How do you feel about your team so far? What's your synopsis?
1: Uh, I'm a little disappointed, but it's hard to be that disappointed. Like, I feel like we've gotten really unlucky. Um, If you go by, you know, just wind drift, I mean, run differential or expected win ratio or any of those advanced stats, like, we should have, like, 10 less losses than we do now. Yeah. Uh, But, Seattle, the team that's currently in first, they, they are a surprise team. It's been interesting kind of seeing them win pretty much all of their one-run games this year. Uh, They've been really, really lucky. really, Good, but also really lucky. Um, but but yeah, there's there's quite a few surprises in baseball this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I checked the standings maybe a, a week ago or less than a week ago, and I was shocked. Like, I had no, no idea that Seattle was in first place, especially after the canoe news. I think yeah, that happened, what, true. like six weeks ago, and they're still winning. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the standings now. The Strohs are actually on a six-game winning streak, so it looks like um they're about to turn it on but out of the american league it's really just the east and the west huh the central isn't very good this year
1: yeah Central's kind of a joke cleveland indians are winning it but um it looks like they're gonna be slotted it looks like 500 might win the division there which is kind of sad but the yankees and and the red sox are really battling it out for the top of the east division
0: yeah so t- to piggyback off that, the Yankees are 43 and 19. The Red Sox are tied at 46 and 22. They are both 13 and a half games above second place in the yeah. in, in the AL East. Um, so yeah, it's it's really between them two, and I guess the the one who doesn't win it will get the wild card spot. If that really you, sucks. If you were the Astros and obviously you're going to have to play both of them to get to the World Series again, but if you were the Astros, who do you want to play first, the Yankees or the Red Sox? Uh,
1: if there's any way, I'd rather not face the Yankees. Uh, for some reason, the Astros just can't hit against them, even though of all the major teams, like their starting pitching doesn't look that great on paper. Uh, but yeah we just struggle especially away from home in the playoffs to to amount any kind of runs against against the yankees uh so i'd love to face boston again um obviously i'd love to get like if the playoffs ended right started right now mm-hmm. houston would be playing in the wild card game against boston and then we would face the yankees uh, which would suck but uh, it's it's a good thing it's a really long season and uh there's still 90
0: hundred games left dude y'all's pitching rotation is nasty so i'm looking at the stats right now verlander who's out of his mind how old is he like 36 or something 35 34 yeah Um, so verlander is eight and two garrett cole free agency pickup of the year is seven and one charlie morton is seven and one lance mccullers is eight and three so you have four amazing starters there. What happened to Dallas Keuchel?
1: <laughs> he has gotten very, very unlucky, uh, especially in his last few starts. Like he gets so much soft contact, and it's really it's gotta be super frustrating when you pitch for soft contact. You make the pitch you want, and they get soft contact, and it ends up being like a, you know, like a swinging butt. like an infield hit. He's gotten a ton of those this year, uh, but. His location and his command isn't exactly where it needs to be as well, but it's it's a luxury to have. I mean, he's our fifth best starter right now, and, I mean, before the last two games, which really blew up his ERA, I mean, he is sitting right at, like, a 3-5 ERA, uh, but you have people yelling to trade him, which I don't see happening. Like, who would who would want him right now? Like, he's, he's on a—this is the last year of his deal. He's going to get paid this summer. Uh, he's hurting his own contract right now, mm-hmm. but— Normally when you trade a, I mean, he's a Cy Young, gold glove guy, like, that's going to normally go to contenders, and you don't really want to trade him to a contender who can come back and hurt you, right? Exactly. And uh, those contenders aren't going to want to trade, you know, top prospects anyway for, for a rental. So so I don't know. I, I think he's going to turn around. I'm not terribly concerned there. I'm, I'm more concerned with our lineup. Like, I, I, I really want to bat
0: yeah, I mean, as a Astros hater, I'm really just grasping at at straws, if you will. Because if Dallas Keuchel is your fifth best starter, that means you have an amazing rotation. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, that's it's it's been a crazy start to the year for the starting pitching. Like, it's an all-time best right now
0: at uh, that kind of pace. I would say this as plain devil's advocate. Since you're competing and contending with the likes of the Yankees and the Red Sox, you know they're both going to make some crazy moves at the deadline um, yeah. whether it's a bat or two, whether it's an arm or two um, is that something that you think Houston and, and company and the brass there can keep up?
1: So I think everyone's kind of, it's going to be a crazy trade trade deadline. I think it's going to be the same guys you hear in the news and rumors over and over again like the top end closer guys on these bad teams like a Zach Britton or like a Uh, Roberto Osuna like those kind of guys are a luxury right now and everyone's gonna try to bulk out their bullpen heading into the final stretch Uh, Astros the bullpen gets a lot of flack but I'm okay with it I I think they're fine especially you know once you get to the postseason right Your your rotation is gonna shorten down to three or four so that adds another arm into the bullpen and so bullpen wise I think we're okay uh, I really just want like a designated hitter.
0: So you I don't want a guy who? Yeah. So you want a bat. So I'm gonna give you either Beltre or two, and then they, oh yeah, oh man, that would be amazing. And then the Yankees, they want an arm, so I'm gonna give them Cole Hamels, <laughs> and I would be so happy as a Rangers fan.
1: Cole Hamels, I, I don't know. He's gonna ask for a trade. I just, yeah, maybe the Yankees, maybe the Yankees will trade for him. I just. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. honestly. He,
0: he probably took the biggest L right two years ago, saying no to Houston.
1: Yeah, I mean, it almost worked out. You guys were first place uh, again. It was also a very like, if you're going by run differential or the advanced stats that I mentioned earlier, like that was a super lucky uh, yep. quote unquote year as well. The 2016 Rangers, but but I mean that was that was a good shot for him. Uh, it's just. It just fell off really quickly after that. But Beltre, I would love him to be on the on the Astros. I just cannot see John Daniels or whoever the GM is there doing the trading him to us.
0: Yeah, I mean the 28, 2018 Mariners are just like the twenty sixteen Rangers. I think they're so far. Yeah, yeah, they're winning all these close games and coming behind in the in the eighth and ninth inning. Um, I just don't see them keeping it up. The Stros. They're loaded, man. Um, I don't know. It sucks as a Rangers fan. <laughs> we are seventeen games behind you guys.
1: It's it's been it's been a bad year. At I kind of on both ends for the Rangers. I don't know. I I mean, coming into the after the off season, your only get was kind of like. Bartolo Colon, Mike Miner. So your rotation was already kind of in bad shape. But then you had injuries to Beltre as well and and some other key guys on offense. And now you guys are just throwing prospects out there. Um, So Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, I mean, you never know. Like, the rebuilds can happen relatively quickly in baseball.
0: We're we're depending on guys like Matt Moore, man. It's really sad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you, you just have, like, a glut of, like, maybe number 4 pitchers.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, so that that is baseball. Actually, let's quickly touch on the National League. Have you been keeping up with them at all? So yeah, to the, me, so the, to me, I think okay. like the Dodgers are really surprising because I know they like half their team went on DL at least once yeah. this year and they're still sitting at 34 and 32. They've won 8 out of the last 10 games and you know they're they're in position to hopefully get a wild card spot, and that'd be crazy if, if the Dodgers are back. Cause I thought after last year's L to you guys and just the way they lost, I thought just mentally it was over for them. Like mm-hmm. it didn't even matter if they were young and talented and up and coming. I just think the way that it happened, it just, like people can't recover it from from it. So. Yeah, I think then... the National
1: League is going to be a really interesting race down to the finish, down to the wire for both like the division leaders and the wild card spots. Uh, I don't see any team really pulling away. Uh, they're all kind of bunched up together right now with like 27 to 30 losses for the top six, eight teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the surprise there, Milwaukee, we kind of saw bits and pieces of this coming last year and um, they have a really strong bullpen. Atlanta. I think they're the surprise team so far in the National League. They're sitting in first somehow. Uh, Really strong start, but Washington's same number of losses, so they're right there as
0: well. Is Verlander the favorite to win the Cy Young?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think Kluber might still be.
0: Dang, Kluber.
1: Kluber's quietly still having a super dominant year. He just doesn't walk anybody. Um, But if it comes...
0: Yeah, you're right. How do you feel about
1: the win stat?
0: I mean, yeah. the win stat is is, is is pretty pointless, but yeah. I mean... From, but it's it,
1: huge when it terms, comes to like Cy Yeah,
0: you know, when it comes to awards and it when, when it comes to like 80% of baseball fans, right? They just look yeah. at the, no, the no, larger true. numbers. Um, but you're right. So I'm looking at base on balls here. Guys like Verlander, DeGrom, Scherzer, Garrett Cole, Lester, they have around 20 to 25 walks. Yeah. Corey Kluber has 10.
1: It's, it's crazy. And like three of those were in this last week. So he was sitting at six for a while this far in the season. It's it's kind of nuts. But again, if it comes down to win-loss, I think Verlander just doesn't lose in the regular season uh, in an Astros jersey. So he might, he might blow that away. Uh, their numbers might be similar otherwise. But I think win-loss record might pull Verlander over the top. But who knows? Like someone like Charlie Morton might come in and steal it
0: too. Yeah. All right. Next topic here. We're gonna talk about uh, tennis. So the French Open just completed. Uh, props to Rafael Nadal. He won yeah. His, I saw that. Nice. Yeah, eleventh French Open title. Federer took the took the week off or took the two weeks off. He's getting gearing up for Wimbledon. Um, but right now, I think the total Grand Slams is Federer 20, Nadal 17. Nadal is a year and a half younger, and um, I just feel like Nadal has, like, two French Opens left. Do you, think, <laughs> do you think he has an outside shot at not only catching Federer, but getting to twenty one?
1: He's at 17 right now?
0: I believe so, yeah.
1: He's three behind, you said?
0: And what sucks is that Nadal was up against Federer, I think, in the Australian Open last year. Yeah. Fifth yeah. set, he was up like 3-1 with a break. If he had won that, we would be talking about 19-18 to 18 right now. <laughs> but it, it is 2017. Federer is, is still the GOAT. Um, but yeah, Nadal has three uh, three He's behind three.
1: That whole trio, um, maybe not trio. Djokovic isn't that old. But that duo, at least Nadal and... Federer, like, you keep wanting to bet, they're like the Spurs, you keep wanting to bet against them and saying they're, you know, they're done, they're old, but they just keep coming back every year. Nadal is, he he should really not play anything except the French. Um,
0: Do you think that's more on, you know, these amazing, you know, Nadal and Federer are the, the two best of all time, but then you also have Djokovic and Murray, do you think it's more on these four guys, or the lack of competition from the rest of the field? I,
1: I'm going to say it's the former, uh, yeah. because you always have, like, flashes, right? Um, like, what's up, guys? Uh, Blake
0: and... Yeah, he, you always have, like, the Del Potros and the...
1: Yeah, you, you have flashes in there uh, that can come and challenge, but for to come this far and this long, like, these guys are old, and... Well, at least by normal tennis standards back in the day. So you can talk about like technology and healthcare and everything nowadays, mm-hmm. but still, like he's he's way up there talking about Federer, um, and he's still winning and still competing and against guys not quite half his age, but but almost, you know.
0: Mhm. It's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, so Federer is. Let's see how old he is. Just doing a quick Google search. He was born in 1981, so he is 36. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's he's crazy. He's 36. That Nadal. That's insane, man. Nadal is. Let's see. Born in 86, so he's 32. He has four years. <laughs> oh. Man. Back in
1: the, What I'm saying is, like, back in the day when we were, grew up watching tennis, like the uh, Sampras, the, the Boris, the, the Agassiz, like those yeah. guys, like, you were old by the time you were, like, 28.
0: Yep, 28 was the end of your prime, for sure. And
1: now, man, it's 36. That is insane. Oh, my gosh. Um, but to answer your question, like, Nadal, I just don't see him. You're right, maybe two French Opens left. Um, and that that's being optimistic, I feel like. And I, I think even if he won both of those, he'd still be one behind, assuming Federer doesn't win anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Federer... Federer at age forty will still be a top five contender at Wimbledon. Like that, he, him, and Wimbledon, him and the grass courts, they just meet mesh so well together. The way that he can just maneuver the ball, maneuver his body, get in the right position, he's he's the greatest at that. Um, Serena, guess how old she is? She is
1: she our age. I think she's like thirty three.
0: She was also born in 1981. She is 36. Oh, wow. With, dang, yeah. Post pregnancy, I mean, that's the reason why I'm
1: I'm a little out of date with with tennis right now, uh, just because she was out, so I haven't watched in a while. But, wow, that is surprising.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you you didn't really follow the French Open, but I think she was slated to play Maria Sharapova in the quarters. I heard about that, and yeah. then she she just had to pull out. Um, I think it was, like, a wrist injury or something. Um, So she defaulted, and um, Maria Sharapova advanced. And then Sharapova lost, like, 6-1, 6-2 in the very next round. I was like, (laughs) that's what you get, man.
1: It's just funny to me. um, Like, all these people on Twitter talking about how the media tries to paint uh, Serena versus Sharapova as, like, a rivalry when it's like twenty to two. Yep. All time It's just it's sad.
0: All right. Uh, I'm assuming your pick for Wimbledon is Federer.
1: Uh, I'm I'm really out of touch with tennis right now. Yeah. I I couldn't even tell you the top five right now.
0: Yeah, I mean I couldn't either. I mean it has to be Federer, um, Djokovic. There's something wrong with him either mentally or physically. He hasn't he's, won in a while. Huh? Yeah, he's. I think he may be done. I mean. Oh
1: really but he's he's much younger than those other two
0: guys you mentioned. It's hard because we're grading him on the Federer True. You know, on the Federer grade level and not everyone can play until 36, so Yeah. Yeah, maybe no, Novak Djokovic is done. Um all right, final topic. This is uh something I'm super excited about, but the golf US Open. Um, it's going to happen this year at Shinnecock Hills in New York. It's about two hours east of Manhattan. Um, You're going tomorrow. I am headed to New York. I'm going to watch Tiger Woods play live on Friday. It is one of my sports bucket lists, um, so I'm yeah. very excited about that. Um, he actually has a top five betting odds chance. Maybe yeah, ti- I heard
1: from Hal. I think how put a small bet on him. It's like plus 18. Oh, really? Plus, I heard. Dang. Eighteen hundred. I mean, he put like five bucks. So
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So it, it is Tiger. I, you, Tiger is playing with a crazy grouping. Um. It's Tiger, Justin Thomas, and Dustin Johnson. Oh jeez. Um, you're not gonna
1: be able to see him at all.
0: So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard to follow. But with that being said, um, out of those three guys, who do you think will finish tops at the end of round four?
1: Round four. Um. Dustin is on fire right now. Yep. Um, he is number one in the world. He, I think he he had a walk off eagle.
0: To, yeah, did you see that?
1: To, yeah, that's just nonchalant is just that was pretty sick. But uh, I just I'm still not a Dustin guy. Like I don't believe in him, especially when it comes to such a challenging course like a U.S. Open, especially at Shinnecock. Tiger's a little too inconsistent right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has it all the way back. And Thomas is, for the most part, like he's like the turtle. He's slow and steady. So if I had to put money on it, I'd put money on Thomas.
0: Okay. You want a mill bet on that?
1: Who are you taking? <laughs> I guess you have to take Tiger.
0: Oh man. Uh, I mean, I'll
1: do a meal, bit if it's him versus Tiger, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't, do, yeah, I can't I, do it against the number one player
0: right I, now. Yeah, I can't do it against JT. JT's so good. <laughs> so right now the odds are DJ at plus 750, Justin Rose plus 1,000, Rory and JT at plus 1,200, Jason Day at plus 1,300, and then you have Spieth, Kepka, Ricky Fowler, Tiger Woods all around the plus 1,500. Um oh. I don't know, I think Spieth hasn't been playing well in like two years. I'm not sure if that's a smart bet. Brooks Kepka to me is really just the reason why he's high up there is because he won last year's open. He's also very sure. long and and strong, and so um, I don't think that's a good bet. You know you and me we're we're really not that high on Fowlers, especially yeah. in the majors. It might be Rory dude.
1: Those odds all look sound really good. Um, except for Dustin's, but, hmm. what's speed at? You said he's, uh,
0: Speed is plus 1600.
1: Oh, that's pretty good, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, if he's at 16 and Tiger's at 18, I- I'm going to lean towards Speed Cause that's right there.
0: Um, hey, we're, e- right, we're I'll, even I'll, I'll on, catch a bit we're it. even on meal bets, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Since you've your last visit.
0: So, do you want to do a Tiger-speak meal bet part two?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Yes! Well. Keep me invested.
0: Put it on the board. Tiger Woods. <laughs> um, okay. Alright, I'm excited. Wait, wait, straight up. Straight up. Alright, uh, anything else, Mock, in the sports world?
1: No, I'm... I'm we do owe all the, our listeners kind of a NBA post-mortem. Uh, oh, man. To uh, kind of discuss everything. A lot's happened. Not just... The parade and, and the boring finals, but just a lot in the world of the NBA. Uh, NBA offseason is here and it's uh, it's always undefeated. I feel like there's always some there's always drama, like unnecessary drama. Even it's not even July yet and it's already like picking up.
0: Just a um, just a teaser for that episode. On a scale of one to ten, how mad would you be if Ariza took less to play for the Warriors? <laughs>
1: Oh, man, that would, that would break my heart, man.
0: That so, would break my heart. So, like, a 9?
1: Yeah. On a, uh,
0: on, would... a, <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, how mad would you be if CP uses the fact that Maury's not going to give him the max deal and he goes to LA with LeBron?
1: <laughs> That'd be, like, a 6. 6, okay. Like, a, like, I feel like CP did his job here, uh, but the 10 out of 10 would be LeBron going to the Warriors.
0: I don't think that's happening.
1: <laughs> uh, crazier things have happened, man.
0: Like what? That would be the craziest thing in NBA history.
1: Yeah, that would <laughs> be it. But we also said, you know, there's no way KD is going to the Warriors. And then, and then July 4th happened two, two years ago.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Please check us out on Facebook, Six Pennies Podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're also just, um, we just got on this new app called TuneIn. It's Tesla's native podcast app. Um, so Shout out, Roger. Yeah, shout out to Roger. If you're on iTunes or if you're on the Apple's podcast app, leave us a review. Give us five stars. Um, thanks for listening, guys.